Welcome to Bethel Cleveland's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy today's message. For more information on this podcast and other resources, please go to BethelCleveland.com. back with you guys. Let me get set up real quick. In case we do something official, go to the Bible. I'm teasing. Awesome. Well, good morning, everyone. How are you doing? Such an honor to be back with you guys. Yeah, it's been, uh, I think, two or three years or something like that. And, and uh, man, that worship was powerful. Give a hand to the worship team. Yeah. I don't know if you guys could sense the presence of God. It shifted quickly. I was just kind of here, but not here. And it's just awesome to be in the presence of God with you all. And I want to honor Pastor Steve and uh, Cindy, if you'd give them a hand, the whole leadership team. Yeah, so it's an honor to be back with you guys. Last time I was able to catch a quick lunch or dinner, I think, after with Pastor Steve and and man, I was stirred. Listen, when you get a general like Pastor Steve, I don't know, how many of you are from this house? You actually attend this church? Okay, and then many outsiders as well, awesome. Uh, when you get generals like this, listen to me. I travel by the grace of God all over the place and you don't run into them too, too often. That's been in ministry for all these years, seen moves of God and they still stay childlike, full of the spirit, still open to the supernatural, but deep in the word, it's, it's beautiful and rare. And so I was getting stirred just listening to him, picking his brains on just old moves of God, talking about the early days of Toronto and things like this, and getting stirred. So um, anyway, just such an honor to be back with you guys. And, and then I think I'm jumping to the next campus next. So why don't y'all come over to that one too, have a big party, and <laughs> then again tonight, and it'll be fun. But um, I won't keep you guys long this morning. I want to share from my heart. It's, I do want to share this. was funny. Last time I was with you guys, it was, I think, a Holy Spirit conference. Beautiful. And I was sandwiched right in between Michael Miller and Michael Quilianos, dear friends, you know. And I call them the two olive trees from Zechariah 4, from this revelation I had with them. And uh, so we left there. It, was, it actually, I had first kind of released it here with them, something I'd seen about them being kind of models for the end times of really hosting the presence of God. And that's what I sense here with you guys. My goodness. Um, how many of you know the Lord? I love what Pastor Steve was saying during that kind of little interim transition after worship that God's moving powerfully right now. may not be on your TVs, but listen, he's amping it. If you ever seek darkness increasing, you better know heaven's got the trump card on the other side. And I'm telling you, we've been at it for a minute. I know you, I've been hearing powerful things you guys are moving into. I was able to speak with Joel and love Jerry. He's amazing getting to hang with him again. Um, but Joel was filling me in with you guys and how powerfully the, the Lord's been moving for quite some time. But we've been seeing it. Listen, I feel like a extra potency right now in the spirit, a hunger, you know, on the body, but God meeting. How do you know when there's hunger? That's a danger, dangerous recipe for a mixture of the presence of God. Wherever there's hunger, God uh, just moves powerfully. We've been seeing that. But anyway, a funny quick story, though, shortly after the two olive tree thing from Zechariah 4, you see these two olive trees. It's kind of like an end time model, I believe, of just ministries that host God, minister to him first so he can break out in the earth. And so a funny story is shortly after that, we, I'm over at Michael Miller's house in Dallas and we're back together with a similar conference, us three. And uh, just a funny, it was prophetic, some of that fun prophetic stuff, but just a funny 
typical Michael Culliano, so you got to watch him. So we're at the house. I've, I think uh, I spoke the night before in that morning, and Michael Culliano's is finding to speak that night. And again, it's this whole prophetic thing of just these, I'll joke with them and stuff, but they know it. Now it's, it's starting to play out to where they're even, their live streams run the same, and it's just wild. But we're in, uh, at, in Dallas, Michael Miller's house, and Larissa, his wife, went to the grocery store, came back, and we're now back at the uh, sanctuary. And Michael's just flying in, so the two olive trees are meeting, and all of a sudden she says, uh, Freeland, their young son, comes into the kitchen. It's just the fun stuff God does with the prophetic. And he's apparently playing with a football, and all the groceries are out. Larissa's trying to put up the, the groceries, and he happens to throw this football and she had a Greek in Greek olives and Spanish olives. She had just bought and put them together on the on the edge of the counter in the kitchen. His ball just so happens to hit them both. Right when Colianos came in town, we're over there at the upper room headquarters now. We're there with both the Michaels and and they they bust on the floor and merge together, you know. And she's like, You're not gonna believe this. You know, she calls Michael. And so sure enough, a powerful meeting that night with Michael Colianos that night, we're back at Michael Miller's house and we're talking over dinner. She's sharing the story. Lo and behold, sure enough, she's like, yeah, the, the Greek and the Spanish olives, I believe, busted, mixed together. Typical Kuliana, she goes, yep, I was the Greek olives. <laughs> he had to hurry up and claim the Greek side, you know, super proud of. And, but it was awesome last time being with you guys. So I want to share a few things prophetically. I saw if that's okay, uh, that are really encouraging, I believe, on the plane yesterday flying here. And... Um, I love that this house is open to the prophetic. How many of you know we need all of the Bible, all of Jesus? And, uh, and I don't understand it fully, but he uses the prophetic sometimes, prophetic pictures and visions and dreams. It's a lot of fun. Um, I kind of got caught off guard by it. I, I was actually attending a Bible college in Brownsville Revival um, years ago and didn't know anything about the prophetic. We just knew it was typical like assemblies of God, suits and like, you know, a bunch of praying in tongues and shouting in, in the word, but we didn't know a lot of the prophetic. And through some encounters later on, I began to see things, and I was really intrigued by it, but began to learn. Um, I'll never forget one of my first ones. I was praying years ago. And uh, I don't even know God speaks through prophetic pictures and dreams, and, and it's, you know, you keep it biblical, but it can be really helpful. And you see this all throughout Scripture, but I remember I was waiting on the Lord one morning, and I was sneezing a lot for a few days, just aggravated. I was like, God, am I eating something I'm allergic to? Just help me out here. This is, I can't keep going on like this. So I said, that's it. I'm done. I waited on the Lord one morning, specifically asking God, what is going on? So I'm waiting in silence. And all of a sudden, the humor of God, I see. So I've been sneezing and stuff for several days. I see the, you know, the boxer Floyd Mayweather. He's like a boxer. I see his face just come up in a prophetic picture before me. I'm like, what is this, spiritual warfare? You know, I was trying to interpret it. And uh, the Lord showed me what you're fighting against is the May weather. It's just pollen in the air. It was, it was a word play. He's like, chill out. You'll be good. Just give it a few weeks, you know. So it was so good of God. And I begin to learn he really can use these things, you know, in, in our day and age. And um, you see in Judges chapter 7 where even the unbelievers were given a prophetic dream of Gideon. You see this bread loaf just come rolling through their camp. They had this dream, Judges chapter 7, which shows you I'm positive the Midianites were keto they were definitely low carb we thought we came up with that but I'm telling you it's biblical because they I mean how are you going to interpret a bread loaf as your enemy coming through the they come up out of the dream this is none other than Gideon <laughs> we're done you know 
And so you see these things in scripture. So a quick one, a few things I saw uh, on the plane that I thought were really good. I saw uh, just in prayer an orange football tee where in a ball, a football get kicked, like something getting kicked off of an orange tee. Lo and behold, me and my son land to get the rental car. And they say, yeah, it's wild. We, we just held your last car for you this week's uh, NFL draft week. And they're all here or something. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm sure she didn't lie to me. Yes, I didn't even know that. And, uh, but I really feel like there's something you guys are on the verge of that's going to kick off in a new powerful way in this house over this ministry and even watch going into this football season, I believe, uh, that's really beautiful. I then saw the food. I know that you eat in haste because the Passover is near. I believe there's a crossing over, a promised land stepping into this beautiful. I then saw um, the Tesla logo, which I believe speaks of such a, just inventing, creative, witty idea, revelation type thing over this house. I don't ever see stuff like this, but there's really something on this house, I believe, where there's a grace, a supernatural grace to get weighty downloads from the Lord, really out-of-the-box type thinking that will bring financial revenue and increase, and, and uh, that's really, really beautiful. So I would encourage you guys, when you find pockets like this, Press in because there's a grace here, and obviously it trickles down from Pastor Steve and, and Cindy, but there's a supernatural grace, I believe, to tap into witty ideas, revelation, creativity, you know, which is totally the spirit of God. And, um, it, and I'm sure somebody drops a Tesla in here, too. I won't make you raise your hand, but we'll take up another offering here in a second. I'm teasing. <laughs> but uh, and one last thing I saw was a pair of scales, like the balancing scales, and uh, pertaining to this house, and they were perfectly balanced. And I've never seen anything quite like this before, but there was a hammock that connected from one side all the way to the other. And I knew the Lord was speaking. There's a real supernatural uh, rest that's on this house because of the balance. I believe you guys are, and you could, you could hear it just pouring out of Pastor Steve, you know, the grace of God, but the truth, the kindness and severity of God, you know, the, I believe faith and grace. And and so I want to encourage you guys and those of you online, man, when you find places like this that walk in such balance of the word and the spirit, it by default brings a rest. I believe you guys really operate and live from a place of rest. How do you know we need rest in this hour? Yeah, man, now more than ever, you get a lot more done in rest, you know, just to encourage you guys. I'm all about work while the day is at hand, but there's something about the Marys that sit at the feet of Jesus that come out and are way more productive. And so um, I want to share that with you quick and then um, just speak from my heart with you guys. From a, I kind of had a dream last night that gave me a cheat sheet. How many of you know the prophetic will help you out sometimes on which way to go? And a uh, really amazing dream. I, I believe that would be encouraging to some of you guys here and online. And, um, yeah, and it just was really encouraging from a sense of the Lord, I believe, allowing us to come deeper aside from the things of just the attachments and voices right now in this hour and into him in a fresh new way. And I've been seeing him do this in such a profound way in this hour and just want to encourage you guys with how it may land that he, we would allow him to allow us to set apart in a fresh new way from just the current right now in this hour, the voices. You guys know what I mean? It's pretty noisy out there. And, um, and I'm just seeing right now if we'll allow this greater setting apart, not legalism, I'm not trying to condone works and things like this, but a yielding, a new pliability of coming apart from the things of this world so that current of his presence and voice can take us 
I believe we'll see just a fresh new launching into the things of God. Um, sometimes you can even see it from like Song of Solomon chapter 2, verse 15, where it says, it's the little foxes that destroy the vine. How many of you know the devil's really sharp? He doesn't play with the big, bad, like, it doesn't say the bears will come destroy the vine. It's the little foxes, you know? And um, thank God we, we all need grace in these areas. I kid you not, I just had this happen the other day that uh, reminds me, it's the same story pretty much, that I don't think I'll ever see again in my life. I was just really wondering after I saw it, you know, is that, is this even possible? So I'm, I'm riding down a road with a good buddy of mine, powerful man of God who's visiting in town recently, probably a week ago. And uh, we come down a main road, wide open grass, noonday. And I kid you not, I look over and I see a fox, a little fox going to attack a duck for lunch. I was like, this isn't God. So I go over there. This is what these little foxes do. He looked cute and all. But I'm thinking, this are they like were they raised together? Because it's out in like a somebody's yard. And this uh this duck wasn't scared though. He's sitting there just checking out this fox, like, bring it, big boy. He's, he wasn't moving. I was like, dude, fly away. That's why you have wings, you know. And this fox is creeping and the duck's just sitting there like checking him out, like, try me right now. And I kid you not, the duck then pops the the fox with his beak, boom, hits him. And and the fox gets knocked back and and a truck pulls up and, and scares the fox away. So the duck won, praise God. But I was thinking, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Never probably will again. But it's funny in life sometimes from Song, Song of Solomon 2.15, the Bible says, it's the little foxes that destroy the vine. And listen to me, I think it can be viewed also from John 15 where Jesus says, I am the true vine. And abide in me. You guys remember that passage? John 15, we all love it so well. Jesus says, I am the true vine abide in me and he keeps talking about abide in me and if you don't abide in me you know you can do nothing apart from me and things like this and let my words abide in you so it speaks of this intimate realm with Jesus Christ that he's calling us into in this hour but also how many of you know it takes a setting apart as well again there's this this uh, yielding in a new way I'm just sensing it again not legalism uh, we can't do anything outside of the grace of God and his strengthening and empowering Hebrews 12 says Throw aside those weights and those sins that so easily entangle you. You guys remember that verse? If you keep reading, though, it says, looking unto Jesus. It's the only way through intimacy is how he empowers. And I was recently in Matthew, uh, what is it, 17, the transfiguration, and I believe Jesus gives us a beautiful depiction of what he's looking for in this hour on the body of Christ. He takes Peter, James, and John. He tells the other disciples, hang tight. They couldn't get into the profound encounter they go up on top of a mountain and, and just picture this for a second it says Jesus I believe he was in prayer but all of a sudden it says his face shone like the sun and it says it just shone I believe it just came on like a light bulb to be honest with you and if you read closely in the original text it says then his clothes in this progression began to shine like the light of the sun the original text says so his face was like the light was like the sun Close like the light of the sun. And I believe that's a beautiful picture of intimacy as we gaze upon Jesus. It brings purity. You guys know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, by no means works and trying to, because if you ever strive to be holy and all this stuff, it, good luck. You're going to just fall in a worse trap, you know. 
But also I'm seeing throughout scripture, there is a choosing and a yielding to this highway of holiness, man, that the Lord's after in this hour, the setting apart. And, and it's beautiful. It's really, I believe, Revelation 19, 7, it says, the, the wedding of the lamb has come and the bride has prepared herself or made herself ready. You guys hear that? There's a preparing of yourself sometimes. Second Timothy uh, chapter 2 Paul writes to Timothy, he says, look, man, there's these utensils in the kingdom. He starts talking about utensils. And he goes, there's these cheap ones for everyday use, kind of like sporks. Have you ever seen a spork? That's how I see these. They're useless, man. You can't, you can't poke anything with them. You can't really do soup either because it leaks out. The, they're just useless. <laughs> they're good for the trash. That's about it. So Paul says, look, there's, there's all kind of sporks. Still kingdom, still born again. But they're kind of cheap, everyday use. He says, but then there, there are these special utensils for the kingdom of God used for special use. I liken to these like silver and gold. You pull them out during Christmas, these type utensils. How many of you want to be a special utensil for the kingdom of God? Yeah, I know I do in this hour. And if you read further, there's only one prerequisite. It's really unique. Paul's writing to Timothy. He says, look, if you want to be one of these special utensils, all you have to do is keep yourself pure. Keep yourself clean. It's like, hold on, you're taken away from the grace of God. Jesus does that. Yes, he does, but there's a choosing. You guys following me? James chapter 1, verse 27, it says, Perfect religion is this, that we, we minister to the widows and orphans in their distress, but also it says, and keep yourself unstained from the world. There's a, there's a both. We're saved by grace, which is all God, through faith, which is also us. It's, it's a choosing. And so I want to encourage you guys in this hour let the Holy Spirit, I'm just, I'm sensing in a deep way, like the, the comb on the Holy Spirit, the teeth on the comb are getting tighter, and he's starting to rake it through the body of Christ and purify his bride, and it's beautiful. Listen, the potency of the glory of God's coming on the church and so much more uh, thickness, richness, and things like this. Um, you see in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2, we all love this, and arise and shine. For your light has come. And it talks about the darkness increasing, darkness upon the peoples. We also see it in Matthew 24. Uh, Jesus talks about it a little bit. Just in the last days, darkness increasing. But the light upon the body of Christ in this last hour is supposed to shine. And I believe it's going to increase on you and I like never before. And it's being accompanied by this purity. Listen, that again, it's not legalism. It's a beautiful thing. It's really just freedom. You know, I was recently in uh, the Gospels where Jesus talks about the broad path, it says, wide is the gate. Nobody likes this kind of preaching, by the way, so I'm glad we took up the offering already. <laughs> but, but this is where life is, man. Listen to me. I'm just, there's a new excitement on me. Seeing the letters of Jesus Christ, the words of Jesus, he's after a real company right now. How many of you can tell now's not the time to really play games anymore? It's like, what for? What are we doing? I want the raw glory of God, the manifest power in, in, in presence of the Spirit, his voice now, the word, and that's what you want, I'm telling you. The, the gray area is really getting removed right now. You know where Jesus said, I came to bring a sword? It's being brought. And again, in his love, in his grace, he's a loving father, slow to anger, full of mercy, but also you can feel it, man. There's this shift that has really kind of turned things up a notch and it's just no long, games are really kind of out the window. So Jesus says there's this wide gate and there's a broad way, meaning the, the gate is wide and the whole way is broad. 
He says, many find it, and destruction is at the end. You guys remember that passage? He said, then there's a very small gate. It says, straight is the gate, S-T-R-A-I-T. Not straight as opposed to crooked, but like a, a straight in water. Love to fish. If you can find that straight gate, meaning small and narrow is the way. If you look up that, that original uh, context or the verbiage there, it basically speaks of be, compressed is the way. Which, how many of you love compressed tiny hallways that are real, yeah, claustrophobic? Nobody does, you know. The flesh loves the broad way. We want our cake and our eat it too and baggage and backpacks and everything else we can get down there. But Jesus says, he said, look, small is the gate and compressed is the way that leads to life. And that's what he's after right now, I'm telling you. Um, that word destruction there, it basically means to be cut off from what could have been. In a lot of our life, if we're not careful, the choosings, the yieldings that we hang on to, the little foxes, they're broad path decisions. And that by default enables destruction in our life, which cuts you off from what could have been. It's, it severs destiny, what could have been that's on the narrow gate, which leads to life, which is Jesus Christ. You guys tracking with me? So how many of you want your life to just yield more and more to the narrow way, the compressed way? I'm, I'm sensing this from the Lord. He's really starting to simplify things. He's really starting to simplify. I want to encourage you guys, start to shut off the voices, the noise. I'm becoming more and more detached, to be honest with you. Well, you may not be relevant, brother. Okay, we'll see in a little bit. I'm serious. Fruit is backed by heaven. The Bible says wisdom proves itself by its fruit. And I'm telling you, these water walkers in this last hour that walk in manifest glory who are going to shine and explode in the earth. And, and sometimes they may be detached. The Bible says John the Baptist went out to the wilderness to preach. He was like, I don't, I don't need society to back me. I'm going to go to a real hard place, actually. I'm going to preach raw gospel out here and forerun the movement of Jesus Christ. And, and that's what he's after right now. And I sense it, you know, for this house, of course. And so I want to encourage you guys, even in our own personal life, that anything the Holy Spirit would give us a grace to just kind of detach from more, you'll find yourself hitting this fresh current in a secret place. Like the Holy Spirit loves to rest upon that which he is, and he's holy. Again, and he makes us holy. It's kind of confusing sometimes. I remember I was reading in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14 once, and I was like, surely this is a typo. Paul writes, what's debatable who wrote Hebrews, but most think Paul. He writes that God has forever made perfect those that are being made holy. Read it for yourself. It's super. I'm like, how, do you, how are you forever made perfect, but you're still being made holy? And that's the mystery of Jesus Christ and his blood. Our spirit, born again, new creation, made whole in the blood of Jesus. But our soul is being renewed, and we're still made, being made more holy. You guys tracking with me? So thank God. I'm like, gee, God looks at us. He's like, yep, perfect. I see my son. He's just so full of love and sees the blood of Jesus, but yet there's this yielding, and sometimes if we're not careful, we get stuck and we hang on to things that may have been permissible in last seasons, but they're no longer beneficial. And there's just this new momentum of the Lord that he's moving in that's, again, not legalism. It's just a set-apartness. It's this new set-apart that's going deep into his presence, and there's a, just a new current upon it. His voice is becoming more clear his presence more powerful, and I want to encourage you guys uh, in this hour to let him do it. Is that okay? I know it's not the popular shout you down message, but man, it's beautiful. It's life, that path. That path is life, and life more abundantly. So um, you guys want to stand? We'll pray real quick. And uh, 
see what the Lord will do real quick and then see you guys back again tonight. Yeah, so just focus on the Lord. Jesus, we love you. Thank you so much for your grace. Pray for a fresh wind of the Spirit even now to come upon each and every one. I just want to put your hand on your heart. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah, go ahead and be healed in your body as well. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Pray all pain loose you now. Uh, migraine headaches loose you now. Yeah, purity. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come upon us in a new way. Wash us and make us new. Thank you for your grace. I pray for a brand new infatuation for you, for your word. Be glorified, Lord Jesus. Have your way. Transform us, I pray. Pray for a new grace, too, to be still and know that he is God. Some of you have been really wondering. The Lord says, be still, Psalm 4610, and you'll know. Grace to be still and know. Yeah, thank you for that, that kicking off uh, in the football season of what I saw. So be it, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that the spirit of creativity and revelation and wisdom on this house, let it increase. Let witty ideas start popping like popcorn around here. Connected to um, revenue, it's really tied into even increased revenue streams. They're going to be like, what's up with that house, man? There's just something about them, just colors popping. Yeah, I see like just smoke, like clouds of colors just busting out of this place. And it's revelation and mysteries and witty ideas. Thank you, Lord. It, it's something that's like your special thumbprint that sets you guys apart from most. Thank you for the rest that's on this house by such balance. Yeah, and above all, I pray for intimacy come upon each and every one that we'd fall in love with you that gaze into your face would illuminate us and, th and that's where our, our clothes will become like the light of the sun purity from intimacy Sing in the spirit. Why don't you go and just sing a song to the Lord? If you don't, that's okay. Come, Holy Spirit. Just pray for a fresh infilling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't worry about the person next to you. Come, Holy Spirit. Say, well, it's Sunday morning. Yeah, that's when we want them to come. Come, Holy Spirit. 
There it is, as you sing a new song to the Lord, be filled with the Spirit right now. Rivers of glory flow through this house, rivers of your presence. filling of the spirit all over this place be filled be filled be filled of you online at home be filled with the Holy Spirit let healing flow depression loose you now in the name of Jesus all oppression lift off of you now the anointing breaks the yoke somebody hasn't been sleeping well rest in sweet peace Bandana. 